Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in and listening to Verified. Um, we did change things up this week um, due to COVID-19. COVID, um, um, we wanted to do our part in communicating with all of our listeners, so we kept it inside. We're still self-isolating, but we made sure that we're still connecting you and pulling out amazing people from the community. So today we have three spectacular people with us today and I will get them to <laughs> introduce themselves. Um, let's start with Brianna and kind of work our way down the screen. Cool. Um, my name is Bree Clark. I come from Ottawa originally, but I moved to Toronto to uh, go to school at Ryerson. Um, although right now I'm not in school <laughs> because of the virus. Um, I'm a dancer, an actor, singer, teacher, choreographer, all the errs. Um, and I also uh, host and produce a podcast on Apple and Spotify called Artversations, where um, basically like this, I bring people on to talk about art and uh, because I really believe in discussion around art. So very happy to be here. Thank you. And Vania? Hi, I'm Vania Raquel. Um, I'm a dancer and choreographer in Toronto. I was born and raised here. Um, I also as well go to Ryerson for dance. It's how I knew, well, me and Brianna met in previous years, but um, that's how we kind of also bonded. Um, and that was a great learning experience and it was nice to stay in Toronto. And Kavante. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Um, my name is Kavante Willis Slaughter. I'm originally from London, Ontario. Well, I grew up in London, Ontario. I was born in Calgary. Calgary. But um I moved here for dance when I started school like five years ago. I'm a dancer, choreographer. I also am the like founder of Unapologetic Dance Club in Toronto, which is pretty exciting. It's new. It's um, bringing all these super dope artists together. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, there's kind of an elephant in the room, um, which is COVID-19. So I, I want to dive into what your reality looks like as dancers now having to be self-isolated. Um, what have you been doing? How do you still practice your art form well being confined to the inside um yeah i mean it is such a crazy experience to be a part of um i know a lot of artists are losing money um losing uh space to work um i was actually involved in a musical right uh, during before all this uh and we've lost all of our props um because they're all at school and we can't go to school um, so I think it's, it's important for all of us to um, stay together um, as much as we can and also do things at home. I've been, you know, doing yoga and stretching and all the at-home workouts that I can. Um, I've been also reading, which nice. is something I haven't done in forever. Um, so it's kind of nice to have some time to do that. Um, but staying inspired, I think, is something that will really help all of us uh, through all of this craziness. And uh, and hopefully that will be a light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, two things. One, how do you stay inspired um, being at home? Because I know... 
for me, I have so many workout friends and they're like, work out, stay fit. For me, I had to buy a gym membership to get my ass out of the house to help me because I can assure you I've gone to Rexall and bought the whole candy aisle. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it's hard to stay inspired when you're you're inside. So what are what what are some tips that you can give to our listeners and to what books are you reading? Because I feel like we have a lot of auditory listeners and they'll download them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I try as best as I can to uh, keep things sunny. I open up all my windows, you know, like trying to stay attached to the outside world. Um, I'm lucky my apartment has a little bit more space, so I have um, room to do things. Um in terms of working out and, uh, and dancing too, like around my apartment, um, <laughs> on top of my couch and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it, it's really, I guess, whatever you can do to keep yourself inspired. Um, I definitely find inspiration online as well. Um, through YouTube or through podcasts, um, just to s- stay connected as much as we can. That's, one of the best things, I guess, about the technological advances that we've made is that we can we can stay connected. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm reading right now, actually, Jane Eyre. I've never read uh, the classic before, so that's on my list right now. <laughs> we love a classic. <laughs> okay, and Vania, what are you doing during COVID-19? Um, well, for me, it kind of hit me hard that I'm like wow like I've chosen this career path that like when something like this happens like I don't have the luxury to work from home I don't have a source of income anymore and so it kind of made me realize like wow like I never really put into perspective like how challenging this path is like with something because I don't know like I've never well I lived through SARS but I was such like a young child like I didn't understand the length of it so like now experiencing now it's like made me definitely question like okay like why like do I really love this like even in like times like this when I can't practice I can't train is this really like what I love what I want to do and I was kind of in a slump like the first like couple days like this past week like I was just really upset and like didn't take as much opportunity to move around but I feel like now I've like gone out of that because I'm like okay since I can't dance like what are things I can prepare for that when this time is over I can shift into so I've been like applying for just kind of um different training programs that will happen maybe like in August so hopefully that works out and like I applied for um one of the house programs it's um for um black um creative and it's um well it'll start in September so I'm like wow like I have this to like look forward to like let me start this application and so that's kind of the things that that have been inspiring me because I I like hope there's going to be an end to this like Mm -hmm. fairly soon so I'm like okay let me like prepare myself let me like keep busy I feel like that's like the main thing I don't want to like get into like a rut like kind of do like the same routine every day like I want to have something new in there just to um spice it up and keep me like going mm-hmm. um yeah. you said something i've recently found out about is house and i think it's a mm-hmm. great platform for artists to get involved with um it's the xo one correct yes okay um lamar taylor um founded it. <laughs> 
okay um one how did you find out about it and two what's the application like to apply just for creatives out there um well i i followed it like on instagram once they opened because i was really interested in like the curated conversations um they bring a lot of primarily like music artists and like digital creators um but I still feel like the conversations they have are very valuable. And so I was just very intrigued by their whole approach and kind of their onboarding of like tenants and just like creating a space where everyone can individually work on their craft rather than kind of situate themselves in like a program. Um, and so this upcoming one is for like, well, specifically female black creatives. And so it's like, wow, like perfect opportunity. I'm about to graduate school. like. I want something new and exciting and um, I just saw a post for it and then I looked at the application and it made me realize how important school was mm-hmm. too because it's asking for things like my website which like we created um, in the past school year which I'm like okay wow like super great like I have a website I can do this and then like my Vimeo and like my YouTube and I'm like wow like I haven't really touched these in a long time I needed like snatch them up and like really make something out of it and it also made me realize like how lacking I am um technically with like promoting my choreography and promoting just like rehearsal footage I feel like I don't use um the internet um as much as I can and like this is also making me realize with people doing like live stream classes and everything like art can be super accessible but Mm -hmm. I'm just like not crossing over that barrier and it's pretty extensive the application is asking me like what are my practice and methods and what I what can I benefit um or how can I make a greater Toronto obviously through art so it's pretty like in-depth questions and it's like kind of like making me think like oh yeah like what is my practice like what is my business like going through everything I really do and like that's kind of helping me realize okay this is where I'm at this is where I want to go This is like stuff I'm lacking, but we're almost there. Application's almost done, but it's kind of long. <laughs> Those are questions that pull from the inside of you too. And it's not just general mm-hmm. like, oh, you're a great dancer. It's like, okay, how are you using your dance to impact community? That's beautiful. I didn't know the process yeah. was like that. Um, yeah, I didn't know either. <laughs> <laughs> that's good though. Through an application, you're. I feel like you're even saying that there's individual growth that you've done. Now you're realizing mm-hmm. how accessible the internet can be for people who want to learn yeah. or figure out things. To go with what Brianna was saying earlier, I've been watching yoga videos um, to practice that art while I'm in here to like be like, okay, <laughs> like, girl, you don't have someone at the gym to push you, watch a video. And same thing, mm-hmm. um, Cavante knows this. I did Dance at Beale. But I was a little chubby girl and um, drama was actually my forte. I wasn't the (laughs) most amazing at dance. Um, But I would watch how to do like a pirouette online so I could like do it in classes and um, nail it because I was dancing with people like you, competitor dancers. And it was very challenging (laughs) for my little chubby ass. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But um, what are you doing through this time? Well, honestly, honestly, um, when it first happened, like, I kind of found out Sunday night that we were, like, everything was going to be closed down at mm-hmm. all my studios. So at first, I was, like, stressing, like, the first, like, day I called my mom, like, crying, being like, hey, mom, look, 
all my income is from dance. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, I do work at the bar, but that's, like, part-time. It's not full-time, and it's, like, on the weekends. So for me, it was, like, kind of a culture shock, and she's like, just do nothing. Because for the past, like, especially five years since mm-hmm. we've been to Toronto, I feel like I've done so much, and I've always been working, whether I've had mm-hmm. to travel, whether I've had to perform in different cities. Like, I've always just been so oriented and so work-driven. So to, like have this week to kind of like, it was kind of a blessing and a curse because although I wasn't making money, I was able to kind of like hang out with family and social distance, social distance. I was social distancing, <laughs> but like, you know, like iPhone and Skype, like I was able to like talk to my family. I was able to kind of like reevaluate what I kind of wanted out of life versus just always being like, I have to prove myself, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. And kind of just like, I had to be okay with being still. And that for me is like, crazy because i'm not the person to just like okay i'm just gonna do nothing all day or i'm gonna have a drink today and just figure it out later like that's not who i like mm-hmm. to be i like to always like be on top of my shit so like to go from like doing so much to just this week i've done like yeah i just took time for myself which was very mm-hmm. like i don't know i feel like it's therapy that i needed and something i don't do often so being able to kind of just like sit back and be okay with being still versus having to like not really being the present, but being the present. And I mean, there's so much you know. irony in that. <laughs> Telling dancers to be still, very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It's a pr- I think it's a process, and I think it's like for me, it's overdue. Like mm-hmm. I like my work hours. Like I probably sleep four hours a night and then it's like I have to run a company and then on top of running a company I work at City Dance Corps which is like Toronto's leading studio for um dance and artistic movement but I also teach at undergrad and dance life too so it's like it's always a lot on my plate so I think for me it's been like almost like God being like look sit your ass down <laughs> watch freaking <laughs> Marvel's Avengers movie or something <laughs> but you need to like you need to relax. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need to always be go, go, go. So for me, like, although financially it, like, it sucks and it's, like, it's hardship. And you're like, oh, my God, how am I going to pay rent? But at the same time, it's like, oh, my God, I can actually, I can enjoy why I'm working so hard. It's like I just got this new place, but how am I able to enjoy it if I'm still at work? So it's, like, mm-hmm. the simple pleasures in life I've got to enjoy mm-hmm. as of late. Um, so all of you have touched on dance and it's the reason why we're doing a, I guess, a trio today. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so I just want to ask each of you, um, what stemmed your passion for getting involved with the arts? So not just dance in general, because I know a lot of you intersect and dabble into other creative areas. So one, why are you passionate for that and how did you get involved in it? Um, yeah, I mean, from the moment I was young, I used to watch my older sister go to dance class and I was just always impressed by what she was doing, um, and wanted to do that. Um, but then art started becoming something that like really saved me and became like a therapy for me. Um, and that's why I knew I wanted to go into it, um, like past high school. Um, it wasn't just a hobby. It became something that I thought about <laughs> 24-7, um, even at like 3 a.m. when I should be sleeping. Um, I think storytelling is really important. I think it helps people relate and feel not alone. Um, 
music is universal and it has so many uh, different elements to it that make you smarter and make you more um, friendly. Um, yeah, I think art for me is is something that I am uh, always been a part of my life. Um, and I love sharing it with other people. I love how it brings um, communities that maybe necessarily wouldn't interact together um, for better or for worse. Um, I think there's a lot of work to be done in our society and art definitely has the power to change it and to make it better or, or at least uh, start to make it better. You, you, sorry, you said that dance saved you. And I feel like that is a message that a lot of dancers and even non-dancers can relate to in the form of storytelling. I know Sia, I hope I'm saying her name right, um, uses dance as a way to storytell in her videos. And I remember in my high school, it was a school of arts, someone did a dance about escaping from their abusive relationship and the whole audience, like you didn't have to know the context of that story to feel the power of it and it was so beautiful and I know that for that choreographer that was a way for her to tell her story and escape but then there's people in the audience who identified with it and felt like the pain and it helped them um mm. so that that's something that I, I agree with and it's so beautiful about dance so yeah that's really nice to hear yeah that was dark my bad <laughs> oh, <not at> <laughs> Damn, yeah. I think was, <laughs> that, that was a that was a wild year. Yeah, that was a dark time. Um, okay. Um <laughs> I will say like Brianna, I started dance when I was little. And then in high school I like kinda hated it just because like it kind of became like a financial burden. And so like I kind of went through like okay, the better I got, like, the worse it was financially because, like, obviously, like, more opportunities came. So then I was, like, okay, like, fuck this. Like, I hate dance. Like, blah, 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 blah. And then I was, like, going to go to school for cognitive science. Like, I don't know. I kind of, like, philosophy and cognitive thinking and stuff like that. But then I was, like, okay, do I really want to sit in a lecture every morning at 9 a.m.? Or do I want to be in, in, in dance? And I was like, I want to be in dance. And so I honestly really went to Ryerson as kind of just like default. I was like, hey, well, this is the only place I can dance. Because um, I wanted to go to the States, but that was like financially out of the question. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to go to Ryerson and I'm going to dance. And then when I got to Ryerson, it was a really big internal struggle because I was like, okay, first of all, um, I didn't understand like the standards of Ryerson because I didn't really know that much about the program actually before going into it. And so I was shocked and like very pleased. So it was like, wow, like this is amazing training, amazing school. And like, it really moved dance from like a hobby to more of like a sophisticated um, practice and I really struggled with that because I was still kind of holding back onto this I hate dance like blah 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 and like it took me a long time like until my third year I fully was able to fall in love with it again and like that was really hard for me to do like 
And then it was actually me working at like an investment firm one summer that um, set it in stone that dance is what like I want to do. It's my life because I just really felt like my soul was leaving my body every time I went to that desk and it was so draining. Um, And it just like, really made me motivated to make the most out of my training and what I've been given and really go for it in like a career in this. And I feel like the main thing as an artist in general is that you have to, you're, you're going to not believe in yourself or believe in yourself. Like every day it's like, okay, I can do this. Okay. I can't do this. And I feel like as an artist, you kind of have to be very mentally strong to handle everything that's coming because there's going to be days where you're like I just wasted 10 years of my life like trying to do this thing and then there'll be days where it's so rewarding you're just like over the moon happy so it's been a it's been a long journey with uh, this passion of mine but I definitely regardless of anything I will always have a career in dance whether that's being an actual dancer being a choreographer being a creative that will always be the center of everything how do you keep yourself mentally strong i feel like i've i try to do that by telling myself like i am in control of my own brain um but a lot Mm -hmm. of people to fight every day to get back up it's one thing to be a dancer physically i know um after a long time all the drops that you do it can be very hard on your body but how do you keep yourself strong in your mind i feel like you just have to like remind yourself that no one else is going to live your life and that you have to make it as fruitful and as rewarding as possible because especially as an artist you'll have people who don't respect you just because you chose a less traditional um occupation and so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah you have to really um I guess the what it really comes from is like knowing who you are and knowing yourself like Mm -hmm. and not letting outside opinions really take a toll on you because it does hurt it really does hurt because it's a it's an immediate disrespect almost when you meet someone and they ask you what you do Mm -hmm. and then you say oh I'm a dancer and they're like well what does that mean I'm like that is the most specific occupation possible. I'm a dancer where, you know what I mean? And like people just choose to be ignorant and not understand or respect it and just think it's kind of like foo-foo, you're wasting your time. But it's very, it's very sophisticated and it's very um, professional that just people have to learn how to take it seriously and you have to take it seriously I think that's the main thing you have to take it seriously in order for other people to take you seriously when when I was a researcher um one of my he wasn't my direct manager but he was a manager somewhere somewhere else and his research when he was doing his master's was on strippers um so like when you say i'm a dancer sometimes people will be like oh so like you're stripping and he found out in his research that 90 percent of the women who were um quote unquote stripping were actually in medical school and were very intelligent women um which is so interesting because that's just like Mm -hmm. i feel like a stereotype that you hear like oh i'm in med school i'm just working to pay off my bills but 
the reality of that is these women are actually doing that. And I don't know if you've ever gone to like a stripping class, but that shit is hard as hell. And like you're saying, <laughs> they're professional. It's technical. Um, <laughs> I dare someone who hates on strippers to try to get up on a pole and do some twirls with their leg out yeah. while still looking sexy. That is hard as hell. Um, so just just something to think about. <laughs> um, but come on to hit me with your your passion. How did you get involved in the arts? Well, I think what a lot of people don't know, a lot of our friends feel like are high school know is like, okay, I've been obviously gay my whole life, <laughs> but that was like when I was younger, I was like about three or four years and like Beyonce's uh-oh was, you know, that uh-oh video. And she was like, I would, I learned all of the choreography head to toe and like at my cousin's birthday party I was like doing it obviously like all my older cousins were like no stop 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 stop, stop. <laughs> like, bro like no he's gonna and everyone's like he's gonna be gay he's gonna be gay so it's like we're not putting him in dance because he's just gonna it's just gonna allow him to be gay but my sister my older sister used to dance so I'd always go to the studio I'd like watch her dance and then I would even like I used to cut like her shorts <laughs> and like and, and and pretend like I was like okay I can dance too like as I got older they were like hey if you want to dance you need to like prove it to us so I got a job first I was delivering papers just to pay for my own dance so then as we got older is when I met like Samantha Sendez like I was in high school it's like crazy dancers shout out so they're like, oh yeah shout out to Sam they're like hey there's like this really like dope studio so it's like Joey's school of dance i end up going there paying for all of my dance all by myself and i remember the first day um i had danny matt who's this, she's she teaches that contour dance she's like amazing like insanely like she's like mind-blowing and this girl was like sit down and watch and if you're passionate enough get up and do it again and they're like oh he's not gonna last he's not gonna last because she was giving us like post-secondary like training at, like we were like teenagers we we're like how old were we like 14 15 and she's giving us like freaking post-secondary level like training quality training at like such a young I was like no i can't do this the next day i had to like each week i kept coming back and back and back until i was like you know what like i i love this too much to give this up and i just remember that like through my whole life, whether it was family or friends or anyone that, like, doubted me, like, I felt the more they doubted me was, like, the more, more clarity I had and reassurance I had in myself that I was, like, I don't need any of you. And this is, I was meant to do this, whether you like it or not, and I'm going to do that. And I remember in my final year, it was, like, especially hard for me. I was going through a lot, figuring out myself, hormonal teenager. And I remember, like, one of our teachers, like, ooh, <laughs> She was like, you're never, sweetie, you're never going to get to any of these schools. You should just stop dancing, like, find another career path. Like, don't do it at all. And then I remember going up to my audition, and my mom and all of my family that do not, so, like, really at the beginning did not support me, like, my whole life dancing, they came to those auditions with me, and I got into every single school, and I came back to that school being like, hey, bitch, sorry, but... Here you go. Mm-hmm. Here's all the schools that you said I wouldn't get into. I got into it. Flash forward five years later, and I'm not trying to like boast or be cocky, but I'm doing more than half of 
people she praised and she thought could ever do. Mm-hmm. And I think that was that was something that like I feel like when it comes to dance and art, true artistry is like if you're if you love something you're gonna fucking fight for. It. And I feel like a lot of dancers mm-hmm. they they get so they get scared to like go against it and be like you know what maybe I, maybe I shouldn't maybe you're right but it's like no even when it gets tough and it gets hard and if you're have to work your ass off you need to do what you need to do because that's what's going to elevate you and make you so much stronger so when times like this come upon you you're ready for it you know what i mean and i feel like that's something that just kind of that's i don't know it's kind of why i'm so passionate i don't know if i'm even making sense anymore but i feel like it's something that everyone needs to hear it's like you can't you cannot not fight for something that you love and if it's something you're truly passionate about it's going to happen and happen way cuz everyone's path is different artistically humanly like no matter what career we're going to do we're all going to get there in our own way and that's the most important thing that everyone always forgets that like my path is my path and your path is your path and sometimes it'll cross but don't forget it gonna happen for us in different ways and that's okay but it's what you need in order to grow and i feel like people often once they get shut down that first time they're like okay well i need to change careers because it's not working but it's like no like sis sit down Mm -hmm. think about it Mm -hmm. figure it out have different plans to get to where you need to go if that means you have to work at freaking mcdonald's or starbucks like 40 hours while being sucks to suck but at the end of the day that's gonna pay off and I feel like a lot of people mm-hmm. they want the they want the final product, but they don't want the process. Mm-hmm. And that's- mm-hmm. you're actually um, so I have like this little movement, and it's called Kids Matter, and it originally stemmed from trying to teach kids that they're good enough and that you matter and you can achieve anything um, you want out of life. And it stemmed from I grew up in London too. Um, and I saw my little sister and other kids who went to our high school um, who were just getting bullied and pushed down, but not by other students, by teachers. And it's a way to really unmotivate you and push you away from doing things you love or just continuing in education or academia or even in dance. And Cavante really pushed me without I don't think I've ever told you but um to start this movement because he despite this bitchy teacher um he excelled and thrived in an area where at the beginning it was just him trying um so a lot of kids have benefited from his story and uh, dance for that so be resilient and i think that's if anything that's what your story says is like work hard every day because your kick used to be like this and now it's like oh. bitch <laughs> so you if you try um you can actually accomplish a lot and i i think that's beautiful so this question might pull at some of your hearts um but so i know <laughs> is killing me so i know why like what stemmed your passion for dancing um but why do you dance what does it do for you damn <laughs> Good question um yeah i mean everything that people have been saying so far i agree with um i think that it's a, a nice way to connect to your body without harming it um because i think 
even though you are, you know, putting yourself maybe through some physical pain, uh, definitely I felt that in my life. <laughs> um, it, it kind of makes you stay grounded and like return back to where you are in your in your space in your body. Um, it is a very spiritual thing, I think, and um, I wish more people danced. I think it would really help them, like Vanessa said, gain confidence and um, and physical exercise, but in a fun way, you know, like there's so many different classes you can do. You don't have to be a ballerina to take ballet. You don't have to be, you know, an acrobat to like take a gymnast, a gymnastics class. Or, you know, like, I think there's just so many things that people who don't feel like they're quote unquote dancers, um, dance is a way of life. It's, it's movement and universal. I think it's healing. Like it, I feel like it, it's, it's a way to like, for me personally, when I dance, it's, it's healing, but then also when I teach, I find it's healing for other people too, because like, we're not the only dancers and I feel like artists aren't the only people that have been through trauma. Mm -hmm. And I think that for a lot of people, sometimes like even like my older clients that take my classes, like sometimes they're like, look, I'm having a really bad day and this class is what I needed because it's just something to like escape from the pain. And for me, I remember like growing up, gay in my family was like super difficult so like for me any chance I had to dance I would absolutely be dancing because it was the only way where I could like be myself and express myself without being like judged because they weren't looking at oh my god you're so gay they were just like oh my god, you're so good mm-hmm. and I think yeah I think it, it's it can be it's a healing for a lot of people like therapeutic and like one of my teachers and mentors he's always like it's there. It's free therapy in a way. If you think about it, it's like free therapy, but it's therapy that like kind of sticks with you and it resonates in it and it heals you. I don't know. It's beautiful. We know that there are so many ways in which you can dance different genres. Um, so I want to ask, what is your favorite genre and why? Um, okay, honestly, I grew up in a ballet studio and. I love ballet. Like it, I am not a ballerina. Like I am not. I'm like I know that right now. But um, I don't know. I just really love it. It just doing it and watching it. It's just like uh, it's like a breath of fresh air. Like that's really what it feels like for me. And like it's doing it. It's just so. It makes you feel like the closest thing to perfect like nailing something in ballet is so rewarding and it's just like wow like you feel like a princess you feel like a prince you feel like perfect like you feel like you're in a completely different like ethereal magical world and i just think it's so beautiful i know it's super classical and traditional and also with that said it's very white but its beauty has just like resonated with me ever since I was little and I probably will continue on with that. I think ballet, like I grew up watching so many ballet movies. I grew up in ballet classes. Um, I have the most perfect turnout, but it's only because my hip is fused, not because I practiced it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but there's so much strength, I feel like, in ballet where 
um, I don't know what genres you'll say, but when I was taking dance, I felt like I like like you're saying I had to strive for perfection and that is something I would take home with me to be like I need to like point my toe deeper and like you could go home and actually have like things to work on where other things like hip hop it was like okay let loose or like contemporary just like be able to feel whereas ballet was like you don't really need to in my opinion it was like it's more about how you frame and the way you look and I can say that when I'm working out all my friends are like what are you even sweating like are you breathing but because I was trained in ballet to just like keep my face pretty well in pain I don't I don't know why but now when I'm working out I'll be in so much pain but my face is just normal I've never noticed Mm -hmm. until my friends pointed out I would say contemporary I grew up in a contemporary like studio like studio is contemporary but I think that content like it's so unique and artistic and you can be yourself and it can it's also you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can be as crazy as you want, or you can hit a one-two and make it as urban as you want, still be contemporary. And I feel like it's as long as you have that foundation, you're really able to explore and kind of take it as you may and be who you want to be and make your own, you know, your own little character that you become. Similarly to Vanilla, I think that ballet is just the most gorgeous thing to watch. I still, we actually went to the ballet together recently and we were both just like <gasps> the whole time just in love with um, what the dancers were doing. Um, but for me, I have had a lot of um, problems with ballet in my life. It's, it's sort of been a love-hate relationship when I do it, when I dance it. Um, so I think my favorite to perform or to be training in is probably like jazz. Um, I think it's so musical and so grounded. Um, I love jazz music. So when I listen to it, I just want to dance all the time. Um, It's very improvisational um, and uh, bombastic as uh, Vanilla would know. Um, So I, uh, yeah, I think jazz is probably my favorite. You've managed to take something that you love and you're passionate about and turn it into a career or a profession um which is very challenging and hard to do so i want to talk about what that journey's been like for you and how you were able to turn your passion into a profession there is definitely like a business side to being a dancer i think you have to know um who you are and what you can sell uh not in a prostitutional way but in like a brand <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think I've learned a lot about business through dance, um, even growing up as a kid, um, about, you know, social media and how to use it to your benefit rather than to your um, disadvantage. Um, I think, you know, we want to, we want to stick to being passionate and and not too much about business, at at least in my um, experience. Um, but, you know, yeah, we have to make money. We have to be able to support ourselves. And uh, having business beside that is also really helpful uh, in the long run. Yeah, that's my sort of my take on that. But I'd be interested to hear what you guys say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Vania, your take on making your passion into, I guess, a business. Um, well, okay, I... 
I made my like a promise to myself that like I always want to dance because I love it and I don't want to be stressed out about money with it. So I feel like regardless of like if I get into a company or something like that, like I don't want to be concerned about the pay. I just want to be there because I want to be there. And so with that, I've like figured out ways to like maximize money in dance and that was like taking really random jobs like dance jobs obviously i literally did a bollywood music video that's sick super random um and i worked for like a dance competition and i'm like making my way up with them like i used to just be um work for merch and that's basically like retail and then now i'm like the head tabulator and like hopefully i can get to judging and then like kind of stuff like that like i want to get my money value from more commercial areas of dance like and choreographing but with dance like some opportunities of course are very good income and that's just like a nice benefit but regardless of everything I want to dance because like I want to be there and I want to work with everybody and then I I don't know I'm a hustler so like if I dance and I don't make money like I'll just figure out how to make money somewhere else or some other way so I guess it's kind of in that sense but I'm trying to transition into more of like a creative director um or installation worker um because I feel like that's just going to allow me to have like a very long sustainable career in dance like not necessarily creating um or dancing at like the level I would like to but making it um at least accessible for everybody and um, something I can um, produce. Would you say for people who are trying to get into the dance world, especially here in Toronto, that connections are one of the most important things? Yes. <laughs> like, absolutely. Mandatory. If you don't know nobody, you're not going to work. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. You have <laughs> yeah. So okay. how do you get like how do you know people is they just going to studios and finding out like if I'm a small town kid I don't know coming from like London Ontario small city kid <laughs> I I just learned how to dance off YouTube I want to move to the big city Toronto I want to work at a dance studio I want to be in plays I want to figure the shit out how how do I do that who do I talk to well it depends on what kind of dance be I, I feel like I feel like a dancer like that if you're trying to be in the commercial industry and you want to be on like music videos and things like that like I know for a fact like underground dance life and they all have um energy exchange programs so basically you work two shifts a week at the front desk which is helping people like check in and like if they want to buy a merch they can buy a merch and you like clean up the studios and then you get classes now those unlimited classes but you get an X amount of classes. It might not be unlimited at video, but those X amount of classes then also get you kind of in with the teachers. Cause then you can mm-hmm. take, say you love this one teacher and you need to like, you start taking their class, you start to like, you can build, build a relationship organically because you have that dismembership where you can take their class and train. But at the same time, you're not having to necessarily spend hundreds of dollars a month just to dance. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's one way. Another way is people always forget. And like when I was in first year of school, I laughed at my teacher when he said this. You're such a liar. That's not 
listen, these people that are in the room today, like one day you'll be on panel, maybe judging them for a, a job. Maybe you might get hassled in the same job together. And I was like, yeah, but everyone's different. But then as you get older and you start to be like, you pick up other different dance jobs, you start to uh, see that, hey, I went to school first year. So being a good person, always number one, if you're going to burn a bridge, you better be sure the bridge you're burning because you don't know down the line if that person's going to come into factor, mm-hmm. that person, faculty, or who that person's going to be five years down the line. So always be a good person. And it's not like, don't be thick. Like, if you don't like something, you don't like someone, still be a good person. But that has nothing to do with your character. Be respectful. Yes, because, honey, there's times when I've, like, people, like, in first year was like the most wild time of my life and then like five years down the road like we're here now and i like see people and i'm just oh yeah and people will ask people like some people just will trust their friend's opinion okay should i cast this you weren't a person no that person was not nice to me do not cast them and i feel like people forget how much power certain people do have because it's at the end of the day it's connections be a good person (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I'll just touch on that, actually, because I think um, in the dance industry, it there's a lot of jealousy um, just underlying. Um, I, I mean, I'm guilty of it myself, too, just because of the nature of our um, competitive edge and our drive to wanting to be the best. Um, but something that I learned um, from uh, Toes for Dance, um, David Norsworthy and Kristen Carcone, these two wonderful humans taught me that if you really like what someone is doing, go up and tell them, like actually make the effort to, um, in a positive way, connect with them rather than, you know, like, Oh, they won't, they won't want to hear that or something. Like it's a great conversational starter too, just to be like, wow, I really loved what you did in class today or um, your outfit looks really awesome. Where'd you get it? Right. Like, there's just some simple small talk things that you can do to connect yourself with people um, and not in like a um, um, alternative um, motive way, but just because you actually enjoyed what they did or you were inspired by them in some way. Um, that's something that I've learned um, and has really benefited me in some ways um, just to have connections and to be a part of this community. How is that? With that said, yeah, just gonna touch off Brie and um, Cavante. Um, I feel like regardless, like the connection should be natural. And sometimes if like it's not working and you don't really connect with this person, regardless of like how much you want to work with them or you admire them, I feel like sometimes you have to let that go and build something else that's gonna be more valuable to you. And mm-hmm. and with that said too, with with, um, with what Cavante said. I yes, of course, always be a good person, but always stay true to yourself. I feel like I've definitely been in situations where I'm so grateful to be in this room with somebody and really want to work with them, really want to absorb what they're giving me, but we're just not clicking. And then I feel like I've been in situations where I've tried to adapt for them to kind of adapt to their style, adapt to their who they are, and then the results still didn't change. So I feel like regardless, you have to stay true to who you are and be respectful, but you don't try to change or, mm. or be like um, manipulated by mm-hmm. the 
just because you want it so badly, you know what I mean? Um, it's like really easy, especially like as young um, emerging artists, like it's so easy for us to, okay, like I really want to work with them. Like I'll be exactly what they want me to be, but that's, it's more important to be who you are because that will stretch you longer. Yes, you have to be unapologetic. Yeah, very true. Um, so I do want to kind of touch on that young artist. Um, all of you, um, with the exception of Vinia, <laughs> so two of you, um, are actually not from the city, but you're here. And I think that's incredible. Um, one thing I do is when I see the CN Tower, I remind myself, like, bitch, you're here congratulations because for some people they don't realize to be in a city like this to be living your dream no matter if that is dance if that's um taking the path of school if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer um if you want to just be a simple receptionist good for you um but you're in one of the biggest cities in canada and i think that deserves a fucking applause um but what have been some of the challenges to be a young artist in the city? I feel like it's just the scale of it almost and kind of navigating like, okay, like there's so much big opportunity here, but where am I right now? And can I work my way up in this city? Like, especially growing up here, like I was exposed, it was very everything was very accessible for me, which I'm very grateful for. But then it made me realize like, okay, like I'm, I'm trying to move out of the city, like move out of the connections I can already have here. Um, and that made me realize like, I need to do a little bit more research almost. Like I, I know my city, like I grew up here, but in terms of like things that I'm interested in, like interest interested in aside from like the big scale companies like what are other sources that I can situate myself in because like you said like the city has so much to offer and I feel like sometimes a lot of especially young Toronto art artists are always like outreaching or outsourcing outside of their own thing when exactly what you want to be doing you could get started here and then grow I mm -hmm. feel like a lot of people forget that whatever you want to do, especially because we're in such a crazy, amazing city, like can start here. And if you want to take it to New York, you want to take it to Europe or something like that, like that can happen. But I feel like you have to scale it out in your own city. Like I, I keep reminding myself, like if you can't make it in your own city, like how are you going to make it like anywhere else? And I feel like coming back to that and like, using the resources we already have is like very very important mm -hmm. i like that i went to an event called woman talks and there was like i think she was i'm, I'm gonna be polite she was in her <laughs> early 50s um <laughs> but she she was a politician for the ndp party and she told me um what did she say you can do everything and i was like yeah yeah like our generation's good at that and she's like but don't do it all at once. And I feel like everyone is like, yo, if I'm not, if I'm not able to do it right now, I need to move. I need to just like have my hands in everything. But it was kind of like your story, Vania, of working 
at a brokerage and you being like, nah, like this isn't for me, but I bet you learn things from there. And then doing that experience made you realize that that wasn't for you. So it's like do little things that help you towards what you actually want to do. If you're not doing something you love, know that and just be like, I'm only doing this because I need money in my pocket but do it so it's not detrimental to your health. Like if you're working a shitty job, make sure that it's part time so that you can do your side hustle on the side. Um, and I feel like not a lot of people are thinking about that. But I love that you just said if your own city's like not supporting you and you can't thrive in your own city, then like good luck. And I feel like people are so quick to leave without being like, what yeah. can I get? how can I grow from here because odds are people are going to check back in and be like well what did you do in Toronto and then you're like oh like I don't yeah. know <laughs> like, that's not a good look yeah. well I'm just here now so <laughs> <laughs> um I need to yeah. I mean I'm from Ottawa originally um which has a very little um dance opportunity it, it, there is some and um Definitely my generation of dancers, uh, like Emma Portner is from Ottawa. She's a contemporary dancer. Um, a lot of people have um, made their own opportunities in Ottawa, and I was lucky to be a part of them. But I knew, like, when from the time I started to really take dance seriously, I knew I needed to get out of Ottawa. Um, I would go to summer intensives. Uh, you know, I decided that I needed to get out. So I would apply for, um, I went to the school of Alberta ballet. I went to arts umbrella in Vancouver. Um, just trying to like, as much as I can, like pull from different places in Canada. Um, and that really helped me understand like the depth and the, and the, the broad like system that is the dance world in Canada. <laughs> so there were a couple of discussions about social media and the power that it does play. Right now, we're living in like the world of TikTok, um, which is very interesting because you see not like quote unquote non-dancers exploring dance. Um, so I kind of want to just grab your opinions on why do you think dance is becoming such a fad and what's catching people's attention to um, click on more dance videos on the explore page or create a TikTok. what do you think is gravitating people towards those platforms i'm actually really glad you brought this up because i feel like it's such a weird topic for um like professional dancers to see you know all of these TikTokers getting you know getting brand deals and stuff like that mm -hmm. and i think um the the positive thing about it and the thing that I like to watch and see is that people are um, moving and they're uh, with friends and they're listening to music and, you know, there's a lot of positive, um, great things about it. Um, but I will say, if you are not going to dance class, I think you're missing out on so many opportunities to learn dance. Um, I know that you can, you know, you hold your phone and you watch someone else do the dance and then you think you have it. Um, but I think having a teacher in front of you or, or someone who is trained to um, help you 
learn the movements or to at least like get the timing of things properly um, would really benefit uh, a lot of people. And I know like TikTok is just a silly, fun app and I, I, I'm probably taking this way too seriously, but I've been thinking about it a lot about how um, it's affecting the dance industry mm -hmm. um, because teachers are trained and should be, you know, the ones that are teaching dance. Um, and you can find classes online, especially right now. So I don't know. I mean, as long as people are having fun and enjoying the community around TikTok, I think that's okay. Um, but I hope it doesn't um, take away jobs from teachers or um, the group class atmosphere, um, which I've always loved. It's funny that you're talking about being on beat with it um, because you <laughs> can literally record like five different videos and then just line it up to be on beat. It's not even that you're you are on beat <laughs> when the music is playing, which yeah. is hilarious to me. Um, yeah. But it's a new medium. It's a new medium, I think, for people to explore. And I'd be interested to see how it takes off even after this new wave of, of uh, being at home mm -hmm. uh, and self-isolation. Um, but yeah, I just I just hope it doesn't take away live dance classes like in, you know, going to class, because I think that's super important. That's my take. <laughs> and that's what I'm at. <laughs> Um, well, I'm gonna put this out there. I hate when my friends ask me to do TikTok videos who are non-dancers because it's just like, I'm not gonna teach it to you four more times. I don't know if it's like, I don't know, like, I feel like people now, especially like with TikTok, like people are just kind of learning like dance isn't that like serious, like everyone can just do it to have fun, like it doesn't have to be so like formal. Which is kind of nice, but um, I definitely won't be going on that. It's not um, a <laughs> social media platform that's, like, beneficial to my um, practice. It, it's definitely more, like, a social fun thing. Like, tools like Instagram, Facebook are way more um, professional. If I'm going to use that in like a resume contact, like um, context or like a referral, I would never referral someone like my TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but it's nice. It's just like a fun thing everyone can do. It's like nice that everyone's like, it's actually getting people like Brianna said, moving and like not just like dead into a phone, but definitely not a place I'd say is a source for good um training or um experience <laughs> that's so funny i've literally only used tiktok to videotape my baking <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, <laughs> i didn't are people actually using tiktok to like train i did not know well i taught a class once and they asked me to teach them a tiktok dance and i was very shocked <laughs> um yeah so <laughs> well I, like my little sister is very big on it and i am telling you right now her and her little friends who are like 17 they will spend like all day making and learning like vania said um tiktok dances like they take it so very seriously um and she has like 
16,000 likes on it and things. So it's it does a couple things. It's like, one, you're learning a dance to get attention, not learning it to move. And the type of dances they're doing are like, I don't know. If I was a mom right now, I'd probably <laughs> be like, yeah. hold yeah. the fuck up. Um, yeah. But like... <laughs> like Megan Stallion <laughs> dance right now, like oh my god, that one I'm okay. Honestly, guilty pleasure. Not gonna lie, I I've been seeing it a lot, and I, I love that song. That's the only reason it slaps. But to see little girls like doing this, and it's it's I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> well, even the lyrics. If you think about what she's saying, it's like those lyrics. Um, excuse me, should, uh, are you old enough to? But that's the thing. Like I don't think majority of people on tiktok are university or like older they're little 10 to like Mm -hmm. 18 year old girls like brucking it out and i don't know how i feel about that (laughs) so social media is like a a double-edged sword right it can be very positive it can be very negative for the dance world how do you think it is impacting the community right now well, especially right now with C-Void, everybody is using it to the full extent. Like um, Damien Gillet, a choreographer, um, literally announced, he's like, I'm posting full works, which are like 30 minute, 40 minute pieces, which like would never really happen if we weren't in these um, C-Void circumstances, because it's like, I'm giving you free access to my my creation, right? But things like that especially now it's like IGTV um like we can upload actually like long periods of like uh, a clip of a piece or something that can be viewed and like shared and like appreciated but with dancers and social media I don't think we get enough respect on it just because of and YouTube actually too um just because it's so hard for us just to upload our work because of music restrictions and then it's like okay well I'm not really trying to I'm not stealing anything Mm -hmm. I'm just adding something to it so that's kind of like a really tough aspect I've battled with for a long time just because it's like okay like what's the point of creating content if it if it can't even be um uploaded if it can't even be shared so that's kind of like a downer part of it. But otherwise, like, I've definitely got all my commercial jobs through my Instagram, like, solely through my Instagram, um, more like company based or um, like, show based things, Def- not really through like an Instagram source, definitely that's more of like word of mouth. But commercial wise, Instagram is your best friend, especially especially if um you put out like dance content like you show that you're doing things and like they can see your training without having to like go to your resume or go to your website or something like that like that's amazing and that's great but when it comes to i think like more concert dancers and like contemporary dancers artists i feel like it's harder like way harder because like as soon as you if you're not following the hype essentially or you're not posting something is a bang when you're doing more because you love it and it's like artistic people are gonna be like what the fuck is that <laughs> and i feel like for me like my viewers are are it's very mixed if i like post a banger of me doing like a summer walk 
but like contemporary to Summer Walker, everyone's like they'll go nuts. But as soon as I post something that is maybe more, I would say traditional or just traditional traditional music, they'll be like, "Who the fuck do you think you are?" <laughs> you know what I mean? And I feel like for our artistry, sometimes it's hard to like stay true to your artistry. Like, how do you stay true to your artistry without following the hype? Mm-hmm. And how do you get your, your work shown and being like, hey, check this out. Maybe you're not going to like this really because it's super weird, but like it's art and it's still dance. And I feel like some people are like, okay, if you're not doing eight pirouettes right now, I don't want to see that. And it's, so it's it's hard to sometimes like grasp that attention of like, this is what real artists do. It's not always about the turns or the tricks or the jumps. It's like, this is my art and this is what I've created. This is my movement. Mm-hmm. This is versus just like, look at what I can do. So I feel like for like commercial dancers and like when you're working in the commercial industry, it's great for like getting hired and things like that. But when it comes to like artistically for me, for my company, like when I'm looking to cast dancers into my company, I don't get like, I could give a fuck if they can do 20 turns or not. I want to see like, are you an artist? Can you actually dance? There's a difference between doing eight turns on a spot every time you're in and can you actually dance? Can you give me a ha? Not a freaking, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, I think there's a, there's a huge difference. And I feel like a lot of people also with Instagram, it's so easy to show how great you are, but not mm-hmm. show who the fuck you really are. Mm-hmm. And like, because sometimes I'll like meet people online, like, wow, like, they're amazing. And then like, not to be rude, but when I'm in class with them or they're taking my class or I'm taking like my friend's class that they're in, I'm like, well, honey, where was all that Instagram stuff? I was, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like it can also be like a hit or miss because sometimes it's like bang on and you're like, yes, amazing. And then sometimes like you'll hire that person and come through and you're just like, this is not, I've been catfished on Instagram. <laughs> um, so our podcast is called Verified. Um, and if you've seen any of our episodes, we ask this question to every single guest who's on the show. And it's just to kind of bring meaning back to our own lives and um, use it as an escape from what has been traditionally created for us and allowing us to create our own narrative and our own meaning um, because a large portion of this podcast is about storytelling and defining and telling our stories for ourselves. So with that being said, if you could redefine the term verified um how would you define it and explain it to others we're not talking about the little circle beside each username 100 percent. so it stemmed from the understanding that we're seeking like validation from online and that the check mark beside our name um is a measurement of our success but Mm -hmm. That is actually not true Um, because a lot of people pay for their verification. Um, What? You can pay for that? Yeah. (laughs) So it's how do you verify your own life instead of going out online and seeking that? Um, I feel like verified for me is just being a professional in your industry. Like, obviously, it doesn't matter about the blue check, but like, if you are professional, if you can create opportunity for somebody else, if you have the ability to create opportunity for yourself, I feel like you're verified in that sense because you are 
someone people can come to and talk about the business you do and actually gain knowledge and insight and guidance from. Um, so I feel like that's how I would like to redefine it. I like it. Got a professional in the house. Um, I think for me, the like linguistic in me is coming out. Like when I think of the word verified, I think of like verity, like, um, like truthfulness. Right. So already I'm like, well, then what is your truth? What are you trying to say from your own perspective? Um, and maybe it'll change, I guess, over the years, I think trying to stay true to myself has been a personal journey of mine but as long as i can remember like where i came from and where i want to go um and keep dreaming i think that'll help me stay verified you know yeah so if you could redefine the term verified how would you define it to others i think being content with yourself and i feel like if you like yeah i feel like going they said like if you're content with yourself and you are no one's going to tell you otherwise i like that um <laughs> so i want to provide everyone with an opportunity to plug in yourselves um the work that you're doing whether it's in the dance community or just for the community in general um normally at this time we would give you a tote bag with um, a t-shirt in it you will still get those just after we're done being quarantined <laughs> um, so if you have any plugins we can start with Brianna Vindia and then go to Cavante okay yeah um, I have Instagram at Brianna Clarkey with two e's um, I don't have Twitter I used to but I don't anymore um, that's mainly where I put a lot of my things on Instagram um, I also have a podcast that I would love for you guys to check out. Um, it's a very similar to this, uh, just a place for people to talk about art. Um, any and all artists, not just artists. Uh, it is called Artversations, and it is on Apple and Spotify, Google Podcasts, basically anywhere you get your podcast. And the Instagram is at artversationspod. Um, I'm actually taking a break right now from podcasting, but I will be back shortly so please check out that instagram so you can see when i update and that's my social <laughs> nice thank you <laughs> um well my instagram is xo um my vimeo is vimeo.com slash vinia dodu feels um and i just uploaded a whole bunch of new content on there and i probably will it's a new week so check that out it's really great yeah. <laughs> and, um, I will um, be choreographing an opening number for Fashion Art Toronto, which if it happens, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that is coming up in May, May 9th and 10th. Hey, exciting. So come check that out. My name's Kalante Slaughter. Slaughter. Um, my company, go follow my company's account. It's Unapologetic Dance Collective. We have our first full-length show coming up June 6th at Artscape Venues, um, their new Weston one. Um, yeah, I'm also her. That's set for April 11th, but I'm pretty sure it might be a couple weeks from April 11th with, you know, Convoyed and whatnot. Wait, what's April 11th? 
um, The Life of Her. I'm in a okay. show. It's um, a full-length dance show. It's actually very great. Like, these dancers are friggin' like, girl, gotta get my shit together. I feel so old. They're all, like, 19 and a damn. All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And thank you to our guest. This was a great conversation. I loved it. I feel like an honorary dancer right now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to hit all of you up to make a TikTok. All right. Stay safe. Um, wash your hands. Be lenient with your toilet paper. And have a blessed week, everyone. Yes. <laughs> Stay blessed. Stay blessed. <laughs>